Hi and welcome to Seek Sustainable Japan. I'm your host, JJ Walsh in Hiroshima, and today I'm talking with Hiroshima-based Nao Fukuoka, who started her career as a peace activist and researcher about nuclear and radiation problems for communities in Tahiti and Hiroshima. She talks about her experiences in Tahiti as influencing her reason to move out to rural Hiroshima to do natural farming, create a guest house, work with locals to create tourism appeal, and enjoy a slower, more meaningful life. There's a lot of great insights here about her vision of what a meaningful life is and how she is working with her local community. As always, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Please make sure to like and comment and share with someone you think might also enjoy it. You can support this talk show podcast, Seek Sustainable Japan, on Patreon, YouTube, Buy Me a Coffee, and Kofi. In the middle of the episode, you can enjoy some sounds of Kagura performance. Unfortunately, the interview audio didn't work, but we will follow up with this amazing part of local Akitakira culture in a future episode. Thank you so much for joining, Nao-san. Thank you for having me today. It's wonderful to have you. I think originally I met you a few years ago when you were my guide of the A-bombed warehouses in Ah, Bishio. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's kind of connected to your background and the reason why you said you wanted to move to the countryside. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with Peace Boat? Mm-hmm. And in Tahiti? Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was a university student, it was about seven years ago. And I was like interested in the how to, uh, how to pass on the memory of Hiroshima, like especially Hibakusha's memory, what happened in Hiroshima. And I decided to uh, participate in the peace board activity. The peace board is carrying hibakshas on the big cruise ship and having opportunity to interact with people all over the world. So I visited uh, 20 more countries with hibakshas, Hiroshima, Nagasaki hibakshas, and visited 20 more countries and shared Hiroshima and Nagasaki experiences uh, with people over there. And it was very nice to spend all the time with hibakshas. Every hibakshas has their personality is very like uh, lovely, and I love I love them. And I understood that the we we say the hibakshas memory, the just words hibakshas memory in Hiroshima. But I understood that the each hibaksha has their own memory, and I can pass down. Uh, the memory to become friends with them and to become the partner of them, and and that 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 then I can speak out 
uh, as a Hiroshima people. So that was a very, very special experience for me. And after that, and I uh, on the cruise ship, the program was held in Tahiti Island also, the French Polynesia. And there were uh, some hibakshas. Oh, you found this photo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I met some survivors, no, no, survivors, victims of the uh, nuclear testing the French army did in the French Polynesia. The most of people were uh, didn't know about what the nuclear weapon is, what the radioactive is, but they worked for the nuclear test site and they exposed to the radiation and they had uh, many problems. So I got to know that oh, not only Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but all over the world we have hibakusha, we have program of the radioactive. So I revisited uh, Tahiti Island after the cruise ship to write my final report to graduate from the university. And that was my like very important experience to staying in Tahiti. Many people assisted me, many, many people supported me, like giving me food, giving me accommodations, giving me information. Everyone was very nice and everyone is living with nature. And that was my like basic experience to move to this rural area. I wanted to live with nature. I wanted to live not in the city side, but the rural area to uh, to have a connection with nature. Yeah, that's why I moved to uh, rural area from city. That's area. wonderful. Yeah, that's a wonderful story. And I, I love to hear that your your inspiration came while you were on Peace Boat. Uh, I've interviewed a few people who are social entrepreneurs in Japan. Mm -hmm. They are doing social good with their business. Mm -hmm. And their origin of inspiration is also Peace Boat. Mm -hmm. So for example, Robin Lewis, who does my Mizu, Ah, right? yes. He, he was on uh, Peace Boat. Of course, um, Haki Dorisha, right, in, mm -hmm. in, in central Hiroshima. Uh, she was very connected. Mayu Seto, who mm -hmm. has joined, right? Um, so it's so wonderful to hear of your experience. And that not only helped you connect with the idea of peace and talking mm -hmm. about the importance of peace and mm -hmm. stopping nuclear weapons, but also about the connection to nature and mm -hmm. how you wanted to live a more sustainable life in mm -hmm. the countryside, right? Yes. That the experience made me to think about what is the, what is the value to me? What is the important thing to me? And I noticed that the connection with nature is very basic, uh, basic need for me. <laughs> like <laughs> to having food from nature, to having like relaxing time with nature, to having all things. We got all things from nature, so we have to be thankful. And but. The, when I living in a city, I didn't have such experience, so I didn't know the, how con we our life is connected to nature. So that was good. Mm. Yeah, 
I love this photo, which is maybe <laughs> from the, the local newspaper or magazine. Yeah. And you look so happy farming and out there in the countryside, right? You're yeah. connecting with nature. <laughs> yes. Then I got more healthy now. So the lifestyle has changed. And let's talk about uh, your house and finding that house mm -hmm. and then remodeling the house. So this is your house that you bought and you're farming near it, are you? Yes, yes. All of these houses are mine. <laughs> wow. And you said this is the view looking out from your yes, house. Yes, yes. In this morning, it was snowy, so just black and beautiful. white. It was so yeah. beautiful. And so this this picture is maybe from springtime. Yes, because you can April. see the cherry blossoms, right? Yes, yes. And then uh, your house is quite an old traditional house. How was it to do the remodel? Was it very mm. difficult? What what kinds of things did you focus on, like insulation or windows or heating? Yeah, the heating is very difficult. It's not warm still now, but the <laughs> mm, um, first. The first of all, I, we decided to remodel the kitchen. The kitchen was very messy. We entered the like the uh, the very beginning, so we renewed the kitchen uh, at the very beginning, and then we made a bedroom next to the living room. So that why because uh, the the old house is very cold and very hot. <laughs> so the, we set the air conditioning uh, at the living room and the next to the uh, next to the bedroom, and we can send the the comfortable air to the bedroom after uh, at night. So that was the first time. And I we uh, in this. Uh, holiday time, the uh, the last of December and uh, beginning of the January, uh, we cleaning up the uh, other buildings, <laughs> Nayars and Hanales. Yeah. Wow, I think I saw on your Instagram maybe mm -hmm. for your your farming page about using maki stove, a wood stove. Have, mm -hmm. Has that been very useful? A lot of the rural houses seem to have the wood burning stove. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't, we, uh, don't actually, have. yeah, we don't have the maki stove, but we hope to have it because it's very warm. And I'm like, to, to make warm the room, we are using like gases and electronics from now, but we want to uh, shift the energy to the more sustainable way. So uh, we have like many mountains, many woods uh, behind my house. So we, I want to use that the natural energy to uh, make my house comfortable. Yeah, it always seems like a good idea. I'm so jealous when I visit the country houses mm -hmm. that have the fireplace and I, I'm cold in my house in the city mm -hmm. and it's so romantic and lovely to yes. and, and using local wood so it's more sustainable. And yes. uh, yeah, it's a great idea. Hmm. Are you also making a guest house, right? So yes, uh, part of your focus in this area is to 
uh, kind of create appeal for tourism, right? Yes, yes. Uh, everyone in living in this area, this area is called Nagata. Every ojichan, obachan, all the people says, "Oh, there are nothing here. <laughs> there are nothing here. Why are you coming here?" <laughs> like, oh no, just it's it's just beautiful and it's just just nice area as i said but everyone don't understand but uh if the people come to my house and stay for several nights and spend time with the local people the local people can find that oh our area is very uh like attractive to people or something like that so i started to this uh to set up this accommodation and also i want to have people who want to start the farming at rural area uh, like us uh, the the people who move to a rural area and start farming is increasing I know and uh, but the, the, that was very big challenge so I want to um, like welcome people who want to do that kind of challenge or who want to move to a rural area so my i hope my house staying my house will be the first experience for people such people i think that's a, a great way right to have a comfortable place for people to stay in a beautiful old house you've mm. remodeled it beautifully i love how you kept the engawa the outside inside hallway mm -hmm. it's so beautiful and um we we did a tour kind of training or practicing or consulting about the tour and the people who stayed at your house said it was so comfortable and they were so happy there and was, of course one of the big appeals of being in the countryside is so quiet yes and you said the the ojichan said there's nothing here but that's the appeal right mm, yeah you want to go somewhere and relax and just look at the view and be with nature and then like you said do farming as well right yes 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 uh, before moving here i visited many like this kind of rural houses who are the uh the younger younger people are managing like i wanted to learn how to remodel the house i wanted to learn how to uh, manage their life after moving to the rural area and that was very like warm experience for me to be welcomed with uh, by the people local people and talking with local people and knowing the local histories was very wonderful experience so I this time I like uh, I want to be the host <laughs> i was the guest but i want to be the host <laughs> yeah well since you've had international travel experiences mm -hmm. i think you can apply how you wanted to feel as a guest mm -hmm. now you are catering and welcoming guests i think that makes you a better host or better at hospitality because you've traveled right yeah i hope so and i yeah 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 thank you <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to stay at your place. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your farm. Mm -hmm. Now, the name of your farm is Iniaba, Iniabi. Why, yes, Iniabi. Why, why is it Iniabi? Can you tell yeah. us about the name? Good question. Thank you. I got uh, I got married with this man, Yoka. Uh, Yoka's name in Chinese character is Yo is the sun, Taiyo no Yo. 
and ka is the possibility, yo ka. And he studied in the university in the United States. And at that time, he visited the uh, how the Native Americans place and met some people. And he experienced uh, he uh, explained about his name, Yoka. Yoka means the sun, and the sun was the possibility. So the Iniabi, uh, they told him that the Iniabi is the name of the sun, and they have tons of uh, vocabularies about mentioning sun. And Iniabi is the sun uh, who gave. Uh, no, 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 the sun who the, 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 the sun which every life depends on. So the Iniabi is like his name, and he made it his firm name Iniabi. That's why. So Iniabi farm is like Taiyo farm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So the using utilizing the essence and the power of the sun. Yes. For, for your farm. It's so important to have yes. good quality sun, right? Yes. And every beginning, every start point is sun from sun. Yeah. Um, so there's a picture of you, of course, you and your farming gear. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the most difficult thing about learning how to grow your own food? Did you have any particular point that was difficult or something that was easier than you thought it would be? Um, actually, it was very difficult for me and for him as well. He uh, is from Tokyo. My, uh, my husband is from Tokyo and moved to United States and then back to Japan and moved to Gunma Prefecture and then started farming. And his farm continued for six years at Gunma and then he moved to uh, Hiroshima uh, two years ago and the problem is the temperature is very dif uh, different temperature is humidity different and also the uh, weather is very different from Gunma and the most difficult is the soil is different from Gumma. So he didn't, he cannot continue the way he did in Gumma. He have to change all the ways to grow uh, vegetables in here. So uh, for this two years, that was the like trial uh, term for us to understand what this soil is what to understand what happened in this weather yeah can i just say that i love your toe boots i love your japanese style boots with the toe <laughs> like a tabi tabi boot how yes, cool tabi is boots. that you're really <laughs> farming in japan right <laughs> yeah that the tabi boots is comfortable anyway <laughs> that's great yeah and like to touching the soil directly just the one uh sole. yeah it's it's great for that a lot of construction workers in japan also wear the tabi boots i know it's a different style for farming but 
This is also a picture of it now in the, in the snow. It's so beautiful. Yes. It's too, very cold, but I like uh, in the snow, on the snowy day, I wake up very early and open the door and what happened in, in front of uh, our house. Just seeing this beautiful scenery is one of my favorite time here. That's great. How a lot of the organic farmers that I talk to in the series, um, if they take over an uh, area which hasn't been farmed for a while, the local people have been so supportive of them to start farming. How about in your area? Have you had a lot of support from the local farmers and local people? Yes, yes, yes. Very supportive. They are very supportive. And um uh, they like they share information about which land is uh, uh, like uh, is good. okay, the good uh -huh. or uh, that 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 tambor is now nobody is making something, so you can lend it or you can buy it or they share information and they share uh, how to do that, how to grow food very supportive and i i'm very thankful for them that's great and i notice in your instagram like here it looks like you do a lot of seminars mm -hmm. is this a workshop with local people i know you do seminars on sdgs as well yeah is this about farming or sdgs with local people this is for uh natural farming and this event is held in Higashiku in Hiroshima city, the guest house, Hachihachi house in Hiroshima. And there were uh, some rice fields. So we decided to have an event to uh, promote the natural farming. And this is the one of the, uh, yeah, event of the, in Hachihachi house. The, uh, our farm style is uh, natural farming using no pesticides, even uh, using no fertilizers, just not just uh, having growing food in the in the field. So we don't use any chemical stuff. We don't any uh, like animal uh, like kefun or like kefun. No, we don't use that. So we. And that's why the, my husband was studying about the sustainability in the United States. So he decided to do natural farming in, in Japan. And the, in the world, the very uh, famous person uh, who promoted natural farming is Fukuoka Masanobu. He's Japanese and he was inspired from him. And so our like goal is to... Uh, spread information about natural farming. We can grow food without any uh, fertilizers. So we don't have to cost much. We don't have to cost uh, many times or many monies. Uh, but just having land, just having soil, and just having the uh, energy inside of us, uh, we can grow food and we can get it. So like so we can share our how to grow food without any like chemicals or additionals. 
Yeah, Fukuoka Sensei is is someone that、uh, many farmers in Japan and around the world always talk about.、Mm. Um, and I read, I'm not a farmer. I'm interested in growing my own food, but I'm not good at it. But I I loved his book, One Straw Revolution. Yeah, what an amazing book and so inspiring to read about someone who is so passionate. About sharing his love of growing food naturally, right?、Mm. And he inspired so many people around the world. I was reading his book, One Straw Revolution, when I was in California,、mm-hmm. and I had so many Americans say, I love that book. I、oh. read that book. Yeah, it was amazing. So I think he has had such a wide reaching effect around the、mm-hmm. world,、mm-hmm. not just in Japan, but yeah, what. <laughs> What an inspiration, huh? And you share his name. Yes. Yeah, I love that book. And he, my husband was really inspired from him. And I started to learn about his way. Oh, that's beautiful. And I, many years ago, he told us that the very sustainable way. And yeah, like, you know. <laughs> But isn't, isn't that true for many things about sustainability? Quite often, if we look back to the older way、mm-hmm. and bring back the older way to what we need now, it works really well. Yes. Like, right? Like organic farming, that, that was what they used to do. That was what indi- indigenous people do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the foods you're growing. I see this picture. This is from your website. Yes.、Um, so tell us about the kinds of foods you're growing. It looks great. Thank you. The center is satoimo and、uh, hot chili peppers, kiwis, daikons, radishes, sweet potatoes, and ginger, garlic. Uh, turmeric, yes. We love curry, so we wanted to cu-、uh, make curry from spices. So we go <laughs> turmeric. <laughs>、um, yeah, we grow many kinds of、uh, vegetables, like 60 or 70, I think. And we also grow komugiko flowers,、uh, like weed and two flowers. Oh, wow. And daizu soybeans. This soybean will、uh, be the vegan pate, vegan burgers, like some. I, I, I cannot. The base, yeah.、Uh, yes,、That's、yes,、wonderful. yes. One of my colleagues in Akitakata City is trying to make the vegan hamburger. And the, the, he said that he wanted want to get、uh, natural farmed soybeans. So, this soybean will want to be the hamburger. That's so exciting. <laughs> yes. Because that, that is one of, I mean, Japan is very reliant on imports of all foods. Yes. But soybeans are used in everything in Japan. Yeah. So to hear that people are growing soybeans here always makes me so happy. <laughs> And then to hear that you're going to make a vegan soybean burger, I love that. I can't wait to try it. Yeah, he's getting ready. Yeah. Yeah, soybean is very interesting. We are growing、uh, three kinds of soybeans red bean, yellow bean, and black bean. And we mix it, and like the 
they look beautiful and they are very good to eat. Yeah, and I hope to have a workshop to make miso and show you with my with our soybean. That sounds great. Mm. Now another picture from your uh, website where mm. you sell some of your vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, this is the satoimo, is it? Yes, this is satoimo. And on the website, I see that you recommend eating the whole thing, uh, eating yes. the teal, eating the because it's organic. No problem to eat the whole thing. Yeah, and you you recommend koroke. It's nice for the koroke, right? Yes, and we don't peel. Mm. <laughs> Is it you that loves clam chowder? Yes. You said also clam chowder, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> now, another thing I heard recently is using shiitake mm -hmm. instead of clams and soy milk instead of milk to make ah. vegan clam chowder. Wow. So that's something I, I'm, it's on my radar. I want to try. So now I want to try your satoimo in the vegan clam chowder with shiitake. So wish me luck. I'm going to try it. <laughs> okay. Sounds I will send you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. I want to order it. So on yeah. your website, look like you had like a selection box for 2,000 yen. Not yes. Maybe not now, but when you have the season. Did mm -hmm. you have many people ordering? Uh, yeah. And then we had many people who repeated. Mm. We, yeah, like... It's our trial term, so it's the like, capacity is not so big. So uh, we just uh, sell it online. But uh, yeah, everyone like I heard everyone loves that, and the the most important is uh, this food is all natural. So they're like unshing, they feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that such a nice point? Like you, you feel good about the people who are growing it. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be around the chemicals, but mm. also when you eat it, you don't have any of the chemicals. So it's good for the producer, but it's also good for the consumer, right? Yes. Yes. And good for the soil as well. Yes. Yeah. Very important. I love the, the pictures. Have you learned how to drive a tractor? Uh, a little bit, <laughs> but I'm very like I'm not good at it. <laughs> like, <Ugh. laughs> I have to practice it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I talked to a female farmer in Nagano, Heather mm -hmm. Futase, she was learning how to drive the tractor as well, and she said it's it looks like it'd be easy, but it's a little tricky. But once you get used to it. It's very useful, right? Ah, uh, yeah. The, like, Honda is very big for my hand. So <laughs> that was a problem. Yeah, but I, I got to, yeah, I'm going to used to it. <laughs> and it looks like on the farm, you also had some kind of workshop with kids. Yes, we are welcoming kids to visit our farm and uh, the yoka, my husband in experience, uh, explaining that the, this plant is soybeans and uh, uh, we talked about uh, what kind of food 
is made by soybeans. So the children says, or like, uh, or you or miso or something like that. So we want to make opportunity to learn uh, the beginning of the food and the and and not like the from the table farm to table. So there was very good time for us. They like children was like very enjoying enjoying and like uh, the the faces are very different from walking in the road or <laughs> they playing in the field to touching the natural stuff is very uh, could be the healing. Yeah, it's it's magic, isn't it? The, one of the recommendations to parents of kids who are fussy eaters, mm. um, who ski kirai is a lot, right? The mm. fussy eater. Um, they always say, try to grow some of your own food together mm. with your children. Mm. And once they see the plant growing and they can eat the plant they grew, they are so much more interested in eating healthy food. Yes. So I think having kids come out to the farm and learn how is the food grown, what does it look like, it's great. It's so important to yes. have that part of education, right? Mm. And we are also welcoming uh, high school student and university student to learn on the food, uh, international food system or uh, international issues uh, like the um like bananas bananas we eat bananas but the uh, producer of the bananas uh farmer of the bananas are not uh are suffering from the uh like chemicals or suffering from the bad environment or something so we have we want to give the opportunity to learn uh what kind of food we are eating, what kind of food we are getting, and how can I can we change our lifestyle to a sustainable way, or how can we change to the uh, way uh, that won't uh, hurt somebody or something like that. So we they educate like we are having such educational program in your farm and the first part is lecture and the last part is the experience farming in the field and yeah yeah that's yeah, so important right the the whole idea of sustainability being an improvement of life of people and planet to make profit in balance with people mm. in planet, right? And that doesn't only mean us people, that means where does the banana come from? Those people too. Uh, where does the coffee come from? Those people too, right? Mm. So including the idea of fair trade and direct trade and having a better honest connection mm. with the grower is really important part of sustainability mm. for sure. Yeah, we live in such a global world. We are mm. so dependent on each other, right? Mm. Yes, yes. So this was maybe one of the seminars that you did, and so part is in the field and part is in your house. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is the lecture about uh, uh, natural farming, how to grow up the uh, grow food without any chemicals, and we they are learning about uh 
like uh, plants need uh, like chisol in some curry, three main uh, ayo, and how to get them from the natural way. Yeah, that's it's so important. But I think uh, modern farming, we're dependent so much on uh, chemical fertilizers or mm. using animal byproducts. So going back to natural ways, we just need to remember and find good methods, right? Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful to see you're doing the workshops. Have people appreciated it? And then anybody going on to start their own organic farm after doing your workshop? I not starting farm but the some of them revisited our house after the workshop and they they said that they got to to be interested in farming before coming to my house the farming or fishing is like uh very different from our life but they got to know the very the life and the natural stuff is very connecting and uh, spending time in the soil is very relaxing. So they repeat it uh, again and again. And they got to, uh, they bought our uh, stuff, products, the vegetables or sweet potatoes. And also it was very glad that, I was very glad to hear that um, one of the participants was, uh, grew up in the, uh, farm that their parents are a farmer and they are growing holding souls uh, and that was a very typical way they use chemicals they was uh they use fertilizers and he said i didn't know that we can make food without any fertilizers i didn't know that can be the natural way so he also repeated to come here and learn how to do that naturally. So like it was very small, but something big in their mind is happening <laughs> through yeah. the experience. Yeah. In, in English, we say you planted a seed. So I think uh, you have planted a seed, but you had also planted many seeds as well. Mm. So both sides, L really you have planted seeds, but mentally, philosophically, wow. also planted seeds. Yes. Oh, what a beautiful oh. phrase you have. That's Thank wonderful. you. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that seed of an idea will grow right mm. over time but you are absolutely right now that people need time to take in these new ideas mm. and then once you tell them it starts to grow and they start to think about it and then they start to notice it here mm. and there right mm. and then they come back to your place and experience again mm. but they have grown, they have changed because of that first experience. That's so beautiful. Thank you. And we, I want to continue and make it uh, more big, uh, more, we, I want to have more uh, classes, more students. Yeah, wonderful. So it looks like you do uh, this kind of event maybe once a month, is that right? Yes, one summer on Saturday, Higashiku Hachihachi House Hiroshima uh, is the very beautiful guest house. 
there's a few organic farmers around Hiroshima, so it's great if you can all support each other. Yes, yes. That event is very unique. I think it's unique that the owner of the Hachihachi house, Momota-san, said like uh, he wanted wants to be the like intersection of rural area and city area. Uh, the to be the intersection at the point people communicate and people are making a community in the field, in the farm. In the rural area, people have very uh, nice information, nice uh, knowledges, nice stories. And in city areas, people want to know, get to know this and uh, shift life to more, like, more comfortable way. And the we call it the Shizen Saibai Kyoshitsu, like class of natural farming, but we want to be the like intersection of cultural intersection, people call intersection and uh, the value, intersection with the value. Yeah. I love that idea mm. of intersection of needs, right? Mm. The needs of people and community and the needs of our body and getting healthy foods and mm. the needs of knowledge. There's so many great intersections there. Wonderful. Yeah, and spending time on the, in the farm, in the field, is very good time to communicate with people. Like doing same thing, doing uh, supporting each other and making one farm, making the same farm is like very good time. And conversation will be very nice and happy. And everyone becomes like oh, friends. Nice. Now, one of the other things that you've been doing in this rural area is trying to improve um, the appeal to the visitor. Now, we talked before about mm -hmm. making your guest room in your mm -hmm. house, but you are also helping to promote the local entertainment, mm -hmm. which is Kagura, right? Yes. According to Hiroshima Navi, Kagura is a highly dramatic combination of theater and dance featuring demons, samurai, and regular country folk. Its origin lies in the historic Japanese belief that a pantheon of all-powerful gods controlled everything and therefore needed to be shown great gratitude if a village were to thrive. Watching a Kagura performance is very popular for local people in Hiroshima as well as visitors. And this area where now is living in Akitakeda has a Kagura village where they host events, performances, have a museum as well as a hot spring. For me, one of the most amazing parts of the Kagura experience is the music. So here is a clip of a Kagura performance in Akitakira, where now is based. <laughs> There are so many interesting features of the costumes, how heavy they are is something that 
uh, people who do kagurasei is one of the most challenging aspects of having your balance, being able to do the dance moves in these heavy, hot costumes, especially in summer, is a real challenge. Um, there are so many intricate, wonderful aspects of kagura, so we are going to revisit this topic on its own in a future episode. Having kagura there in the village where you're trying to promote tourism, that helps a lot, right? Maybe, I hope so. <laughs> we are creating the tour to uh, visit the, the uh, Kagura Dan, Kagura team. Uh, the, I, from my opinion, from my viewpoint, um, the most special thing about Akitakata Kagura is uh, performers are really local, just ordinary people. They are working in the city or they are working in the supermarket, they are working in the police or something, and they have the job in daytime. And at night, they gather to the Jinja they or the uh, uh, rehearsal house, rehearsal room, and they practice Kagura uh, three times or four times in a week. And I just uh inspired that the i thought that the performers are professional something or but the kagura akitakata kagura is performed by the very ordinary people yeah and so there we created a third tour to meet the kagura team the it means to meet local people in akitakata and having conversation and learning uh how to dance or how to uh wear costume from the local people I love that. And I love going on your tour and having the behind the scenes view of Kagura, right? Yeah. Like we, we visited a group, I think high school group maybe with your tour and they were practicing and showing us. And then because we were there, mm -hmm. they decided to get the costumes on mm -hmm. and give us a little bit more professional show. But I was so blown away by how professional, how good they were. And yes. everybody just came from school or just mm -hmm. came from work, you know. But the singing, the music, even for practice, all of the music is live, right? So the performers have to practice with the musicians every time. I love that. Mm. Yeah, many young people participate to the Kagura team. And I heard that the, one of the team members uh, decided to stay uh, living in Akitakata City after the, he graduated from the high school, he graduated from the university because he wanted to continue to be the member of the Kagura team. So to, and he said that I want to success the culture of Akitakata to the next generation. It, I heard and well, wow, wonderful. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. Uh, we've had a few comments. Uh, Paul says, Satoimo are amazing grilled. Oh, that's a good tip. Uh, yes. Wendy says, what a beautiful house. I'm curious about what farming activities guests can do. That's a great question. Ah, it depends on the time, depends on the what kind of uh, plants are on farm. So, for example, picking up some tomatoes, cucumbers, or pumpkins, or like that, or to managing to picking up 
the grasses uh, to managing the land uh, or to getting re get ready for the seeding. Uh, like before seeding satoimo, we have to get ready for the une to make uh, a little bit higher point of the uh, farm. So uh, like that, depend on the time, <laughs> depend on the, my husband, what he want to do on the, on the day. Yeah, it depends on what you need to do and the season probably, yes. right? Um, yes. But probably on a farm, there's always something you can do, right? Yes, every time. Uh, now, San is always an inspiration. <laughs> Thank <Really> you. Nice. <laughs> Very big worry for me. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Um, so thank you guys for your comments. That's great. Talked about your peace activities, mm -hmm. uh, which started with Peace Boat and your research in Tahiti. Mm -hmm. I found that really interesting, your thesis on the relationship between the French nuclear testing and the indigenous people of Tahiti. Yes, yes. Uh, we, I did a research about, I, I did an interview to the former test site workers in Tahiti and why uh, I wanted to know why they, uh, why they decided to work uh, on nuclear test site because I, I know it's dangerous and I know it's very risky uh, but like they wanted money or so, there were many reasons why they uh, get up get to uh, uh, get there and that was uh, very similar to like what happened in Fukushima, what happened in Okinawa, what happened in the other nuclear test site, or what happened in other uh, army area or navy area or something. So that was very interesting. I, and I got to learn like world system or the, the very big system. And you were connecting it to how you want to introduce the idea of what happened uh, in Hiroshima and what happens in other countries to young people. But instead of talking about uh, war with Hibaksha, mm. you wanted to call it, let's talk to grandma or let's talk to grandpa, just uh, getting together and talking. Mm. And then maybe that's a better way forward to talk about peace. Mm. I, love, I love that idea of yours. Um, are you still active with your peace activities? Um, I want to say yes. And I like after Tahiti, I visited Hawaii. I did South Korea to meet some people who are uh, uh, who experienced the war, who experienced the uh, nuclear test. And I want to continue that kind of activity to I'll visit there and do interviews, write something and spread uh, their story in like some ways. And also I'm like, uh, I think it's important to uh, uh, making an educational program in Hiroshima city. Like I'm 
are now uh, getting ready for the program to walk around the Hiroshima city, like following the route that that the one of the Hibakusha uh, worked on that the August sixth in nineteen forty five to uh, re-experience what they experienced on that day and what they feel and what was what kind of uh, what how was the city. And I wanted to like make it more active, more interactive. Just not just hearing from the older people, but uh, we act to get information to feel what happened or to feel it's more internationally global. Not only Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the nuclear program is happening in all over the world, and we are just we are having many connecting points to learn uh, the system of the war or just the system of the nuclear industry. Yeah, that kind of education, you are doing something you are also doing when you're talking about farming. Mm. You're connecting people to stories and to parts of Hiroshima that have connections to the past that they wouldn't experience otherwise. Mm. And once once again now, you are planting the seed, the idea, and then the, the more they think about it, the more the idea grows. Um, you're doing so much great work in Hiroshima on peace, as well as with farming, organic farming, building community, inviting visitors to come in, enjoy this beautiful natural area and Kagura. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But in, yeah, but everything is connected to me. <laughs> everything is connected. Like, how do we live? How do we select the way to live? <laughs> yeah, and to get to know what happened behind the curtain or behind the scene, we can't. We we have invisible people, invisible happening. Uh, behind everything, so we have to get to know what happened behind this tomato, behind this banana, behind this clothing, and we can choose what to buy, what to get, what to use, and how to live. Yeah, this gonna be the, my message through all the activities. I think. <laughs> That's a wonderful message. Uh, one new question I'm asking at the end of each interview this year. Uh, you mentioned Fukuoka Sensei as someone who has inspired you about farming. Mm -hmm. Is there another book or another person that inspires you in your life? Uh, yes. I want to say the Gabi, Barefoot Gabi in Tahiti. He welcomed me uh, during my research time in Tahiti. And he, ha he had me in his house for a month and he gave me food. And he, he always taught me the quality of life and uh, what the Tahiti people um, lost from the, having the nuclear test site in Tahiti words, not the healthy problem, not health problem, not the money problem, but the quality of life, connecting, connecting with the ocean, connecting to the, with the forest, connecting, the na connecting with nature. The lifestyle was really changed and the value was 
gone. The classical value is gone. And he said the most important is uh, to connect to grateful for the uh, nature. And his miss, his last message for me was like uh, his grandmother's message. And there was a, one of the culture in Tahiti, one of the traditional uh, way of thinking in Tahiti that was that um, if you take from the land, you have to give back to the land. If you don't uh, give back to the land, you shouldn't take from the land. If you just take from the land, you should be the colonizer because the Tahiti was colonized by the French and he, they lost it, many things. So uh, there was a very uh, big message for me and I want to be the, not the taker side, but the giver side. Yeah. That's a beautiful message. What a, a wonderful experience you had, which is so formative to what you're trying to do with your life and teaching others how valuable. So what a great, uh, a great connection with Peace Boat as well. Like Peace Boat really helped make that connection with you, right? Yes, yes. I'm really appreciate for Peace Boat. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much now. That's the end of our time. Thank you so much, Keiko, as well, for translating. And thank you so much, uh, Tanaka-san. I'm so sorry we couldn't see you this time. Um, we'll have to do it again and talk about Kagura again. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful night and a great weekend. See you next time. See you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a very wonderful time. Thanks for listening to this episode with Now Fukuoka. I took so much inspiration from this talk. I loved her uh, takeaway from her experience in Tahiti with indigenous people that if you take from the land, you have to give back to the land and how to live more in balance between people and planet, between our communities and nature. What a great uh, thing to remember wherever we are around the world. Round and around and around, are you near? Pick up your phone, dear. I've searched for hours, but you're nowhere. I found the note beside your care bear. Won't you see? Won't you see? I'll take your pain, just let me through. Don't worry, baby, I love you. Don't be afraid to tell me the truth. I dropped the armor, now I'm bolder.